a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Glendale Supercross Race Review. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out. The official partners with the Monster Energy Supercross Series for the next 10 years. Uh, they're in the pits. They're displaying all of their uh, wares from mountain biking to motocross to watercraft to snowmobiling to hard parts. Uh, flyracing.com will have you covered. Uh, great guys down there and uh, absolutely killed it. Of course, you know, where's Fly? Mike Baggett wears fly. El Chupacabra with the win, and of course, he wears fly racing. Uh, so please check them out. Thanks to those guys for making it happen. Uh, go to their website. You'd be surprised at all the cool products and neat things that they have. And th- brought to you by um, Maxis and, of course, Alpine Stars. Maxis MXST tire is out now. The cat, AJ Cantanzaro, running them in Supercross. And uh, so please check, go to the pits, ask AJ about the tires. Developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, uh, MXST tire from Maxis is available now. And the folks at Alpine Stars, uh, Tech 10, uh, the bionic uh, neck support system, A4 chest protector, A1 chest protector. Alpine Stars has you covered in protection. And, of course, uh, they are uh, known for all their boots worldwide, and they do a great job with those things. I love the Tech 7s, so please check those out if you're in the market for a non-booty boot and you don't race Supercross, maybe the Tech 7 might be the one for you. Uh, thanks for listening. appreciate it. Uh, Glendale Supercross Wrap-Up. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line to wrap it all up. First up, he's the voice of the Nationals. He's the voice of Flat Track. He is the voice of Geneva. He is the voice of Quad Racing. He's the voice of GNCC. He is not the voice of Supercross, though. Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? Really exciting times, man. I don't know if we'll go five or six rounds deep like this, but the beginning of the year is always great, and this one is delivering. There is a lot to talk about for sure, uh, 100%, and I love it. It's been great so far. Unlike last year where uh, Tomac went out at the first round, uh, DNF, and Marvel went out the second round, DNF. This is the exact opposite of that. So, um, yeah, plenty to get to. Also on the line, two-time German Supercross champion. Uh, Works at Fly Racing now. Helped us out with Damon Bradshaw. We each our interview with Damon Bradshaw in the pits in Glendale. That was amazing. We, yeah, we did not blow Bradshaw off this time. No, we, we did not. No, absolutely not. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. Uh, do you think there's more or less to talk about with uh, this these two races than last year? I, I don't know if you're, you were saying with the injuries, but I feel like that would those are some pretty big headlines we had going on there. I felt like... 
Look at these two jerkies. They lost 25 points. This is going to be a really boring series for a while. Yeah, but the injuries, and you don't know if they're hurt or not. I, no. I guess, I mean, I see your point, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like there was a lot to talk about then. No. Barsha and Baggett okay. winning the first two is amazing. I agree. I agree. So, anyways, uh, let's get into it. Hey, by the way, uh, if you use the code PulpMX at racerxbrand.com, you can save 20% on your entire order from T-shirts and hats to bottle openers and backpacks. I saw a party in Temecula shirt. Why, Gant? At the race. Was Vince Freeze wearing I saw a um, podcast podcast shirt with my face on it. I did not see that. I was wearing it. I think you're dressed in the morning. I think you're making that up. I had it. I had it on. Uh, The... The guy wearing the uh, the podcast podcast shirt was best dressed. The Temecula guy was lit kit. Oh, I see. Um, RacerXBrand.com. Use the code PulpMX. Do not use the code EXHAUST. That actually adds 20% to your order. They actually add 20%. I mean, you can. It, it's actually fine. I, I recommend it, actually. No, I, I don't think so. Nope. Yeah, I'd recommend it. All right. Okay, let's get into this thing. Um I've got a new magazine coming out. I think it's out now digitally, and I think it's oh. in mailboxes on Tuesday. That's my Brayton, my Brayton story? Yeah, your Brayton story. Yep. we got a Chad Reed story from David Coombs. I wrote a Ryan Seid story. So coming to your mailbox and not available online anywhere unless you get the digital edition. I, uh, I suggested this cool idea for a thing in Racerhead. Brayton has traveled so much in this past offseason and raced all over the world that I said we should do a funny little thing with add up all his miles. Um, and put it in Racerhead and uh, all his little and the dates and everything and uh, and then it was like, yep, yeah, good idea, Mathis. Write a whole feature on that. I'm like, no, oh. <laughs> but I did it. It was fun. Justin Brighton, everybody. Um, okay, so yeah, Glendale, man, lots to talk about. Malcolm Stewart, also, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Blake Baggett, though, JT, you've got to walk home now. Uh, nope, that was maybe three years ago. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a while ago. Um, it was a really long time ago. Yeah. Uh, no, fantastic race. Um, he, he, Of course, he was fastest qualifier at Anaheim 1 last week before the rains came, and, and he didn't do well at the, at, in the main event. But fast, uh, fast again this weekend. Slowly worked up uh, throughout the main event. Um, he was doing that rhythm lane across the start that not too many guys were doing. Although Brayton told me it was about the same. Um, after the race, uh, the, the rhythm, the rhythm that Blake was doing, but he got a good start and he worked his way up. Terrific race, JT. Just, just like he caught Anderson. He got around him in a risky manner, but he did a really balls out type of pass on the defending champion. And then he, you know, Anderson was pretty much smoked after that. And so he dropped him like textbook race for, for Blake back. He only let, he only let three laps, but man, great race. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of talking points there. You know, Blake's first win obviously is huge. Uh, you know, the the staggered restart was big and bunched everybody back up. When you know you kind of had this feeling that Roxon, it may have been Roxon's race to lose. Uh, but yeah, there was um, there was a lot there. You know, we kind of still don't know what's up with Anderson. You know, we everyone's saying that he's fine. He obviously looked much better, but at the same time. Uh, him fading the last few laps, or at least looking gas, uh, that didn't happen last year. So that that lends to some sort of you know speculation that he had to take some time off, or there was something going on in December. Uh, but nonetheless, Blake has had a hell of a time with Jason Anderson over the last few years. Uh, you almost felt like, man, here we go again. Anderson's going to get the best of them. Anderson's going to wait for a pass and take him out. Uh, but yeah, Blake uh, Blake made the pass, and then it was over. I mean, you could just see that Anderson had nothing left. Uh, 
What about the pass? And, uh, ballsy, ballsy pass yeah, on, on Henderson. You know, I was watching. I was watching, and when you're behind somebody like that, uh, no one can see uh, a rider's body English or little nuances as well as the person right behind him. So, I haven't talked to Blake, but I, I really felt that Blake watching him, he knew that Anderson was done. I think he could see it. I think he could see him laboring around the track, and he really had no intensity left. And I think that's why you saw Blake just take the first opportunity he had because I, don't, I think he felt deep down that Anderson didn't have any fight left. Uh, I think if it's early in the race or you, the normal Jason Anderson we've grown to see, I think you see maybe Blake wait or take a, you know, an opportunity somewhere else. But uh, we'd have to ask him, but I, I just truly think deep down he was like, yeah, he's done. Like if I make the move here, he doesn't have anything to fight back with. And that's why he, he made it the, the pass where he did. I thought, I thought he could have made it a few a lap or two earlier. If he really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, but I think he would have had to force it. I mean, he had the pass made there. The only risky part was that you're coming in from the outside. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, he had the angle on him. But, yeah, it, otherwise he would have had to force it a bit. But I, I really think he watching him from behind, because he was kind of waiting on him you know, in several sections, mm-hmm. I think he tr- he felt like, this guy's done. I just need to make the move and go. Well, congratulations, Weege, for the win. You've always been there for Blake, you and him. Um, special combo. Um, hopefully Brayton doesn't get too mad, but uh, great race for, for Blake and, and for you, Weech. That was great. Yeah, I've always been able to balance the two. Uh, Brayton is the everyman, really normal, mm-hmm. humble guy. Uh, Baggett is a complete weirdo. Um, <laughs> the interviews are off the rails. Right. Talked to him a lot on Friday at press day. Nothing he said made any sense whatsoever. Uh, and then talked to him after the race, and very little of that made sense. Also, said he rode 10 minutes all week. Did he, did, he, did he stay with that after the, after the, the race? Yeah, and uh, Burner confirmed it. He rode 10 minutes on Wednesday, went out, rode like three laps. Some dude wadded it. Ambulance came in. Blake's like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm out of here. And that was the extent of riding during the week. Huh. Uh, no bike changes whatsoever after Anaheim won. Bike was awesome. Just sucked in the mud. So that's what he said. Team backed it up. Now, he did say in the press conference, I mean, you know Baggett's going to you know when he gets rolling that there's going to be some, <laughs> wow. some comments. I was waiting on that, yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we'll talk about this Roxon and Anderson pass, I'm sure, here in a second. Mm-hmm. But Roxon and Anderson wanted to make nothing of it. They were not mad at each other. Everything's fine between those two. But Baggett had to make sure to use that to throw some shade. And he said he was waiting because he's like, well, I saw what happened in front of me. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen to me. I mean, I saw what happened. <laughs> so I was going to be very patient, and I just wanted to get him at the end so he couldn't do that to me. So he was glad to reference that Anderson knocked somebody down. Uh, I was totally, I think as you alluded to, JT, I was, it looked like Blake was checking up at times, and I was just waiting for Anderson to knock him down. We've seen it <laughs> 900 times. Like, this is the race. Blake's finally going to, oh. Uh, but, yeah, yeah it, it was a little less. I feel like normal Jason Anderson, that's pretty much going to happen. But, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Dude, Baggett was on the outside of him. That's what I meant. The yeah. ballsy pass. Like, Anderson, Anderson, Anderson was just too tired. I mean, it's, it's really plain and simple. The reasons why he was too tired are much more interesting to me than debating why. He, than debating what happened. He was, he was done. I mean, at the last couple laps, he was just yeah. looking for a checkered flag. Um, yeah. So but, Blake did say, I had to wait, because he and alluded to, without saying it, that he just figured Anderson would take him out, so he had to wait. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably true. I mean, that's a, that's an, a very accurate summary from him, just from what we've seen. And I think Blake knows it at this point. He knows he's not as good of a aggressive slash dirty slash whatever rider. You know, I, I think that's pretty clear. Uh yeah, absolutely. It um, that was cool, man. That rhythm was neat. He was doing that rhythm that was, you know, I think it was quicker, but. Brighton wasn't sure. JT Ruiz, did you guys time it? Yeah, it's faster. They had it, uh, you know, the t- he was doing it in the heat race as well. He actually passed Chad Reed back there in the heat race at one point. Uh, so, yeah, they had it. They had it time. They had it on their Darkfish software. That, so uh, I'm not saying it was, you know, multiple seconds faster or anything, but it was definitely faster. Um, Yeah, it was It was neat to see. He was great in shape. JT, I, I, you kind of alluded to, like, worried about Anderson. I thought he rode a great race. He did get tired. Um but you know, he still got second and he was a a, a nice gap to, to 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 the other guys. He beat all the other dudes. He was tired, but not, you know. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. I'm just saying I think that something went on where he couldn't ride for a bit or he couldn't train for a bit because when have you seen him in Supercross in the last few years get tired? Just name one one circumstance where you saw him just noticeably tired because it wasn't subtle. I mean, he was done at the end of the race, you know, I still got second, no problem, all that. But when you're fighting for a win, you're going to give it everything you've got. He had nothing left to give. A lot of guys were tired with the way he rode in the past. <laughs> um, right. Uh, but you, you understand my point yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. that. We haven't seen that. So something was going on. Yeah. I just, I just look at that, that rebound from a terrible a one and I'm like, oh, okay, he's fine. Bad. Way better. All day. All day and all night. He was way better. Yeah. No doubt. Um, What if we... So we got Barsha winning last week. We've had some weirdo dudes in qualifying, folks. Qualifying's been all over the map, which has been awesome. What if we just... What if this is 1990, Uh, Yeah. How many years have we been doing these podcasts? Eight? Uh, A long time. Yeah. What year is it? 2019. Yeah. so this would be the eighth annual, this could be 1990, <laughs> uh, edition of the podcast. Every year starts out nuts. You're right. It is better than last year where guys went out quickly. And in 2017, I think we thought it was going to be Roxon versus Dunge, and Roxon went out very quickly. But it's awesome that Barsham Bag had won. One guy hadn't won in six years. One guy had never won. The qualifying was amazing. The heat races were off the chain. Chad Reed rode great. Mookie rode great. Marvin won a heat. Hill was unbelievable in qualifying. With all that. Four of the top five in Glendale were the four guys that everyone expected to mm-hmm. be the best guys going into the season. Yep. They quickly, I mean, it's only round two, and we're all pumped because bag of one, and that makes it look unpredictable. But to me, they kind of quickly already are taking some measure of control back. I would not be surprised if it starts being like, oh, yep, those are the guys. Wow. Maybe bag of, maybe, I mean. Yeah, maybe bag of can or maybe Barsha can, but right. those four guys being in the top five, it means something to me. Right, right. Um, but Barsha Baggett winning the first two rounds is fantastic. So, Oh, yeah. Um, and the way they did it, I mean, you can't – I mean, that wasn't – like, they both had to make passes. They both – you know, there was no lucking into it. They, they earned those wins. That's big. Guy in the press conference was like, is this your first win, Blake? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen Blake Baggett on top of a podium much in my life in Supercross. I mean, that was the major storyline to me. That was the big thing. I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit. I know. I know. Um, uh, yeah, so anyways, um, good job. Hey, I want to ask, yeah. um, I went over to uh, Baggett's dad, who uh, we love to mess around with, Mathis mm-hmm. and I. Yep. Uh, JT, you probably do as well. 
Um, I mean, you're over in that truck for sure. Um, the point he would like to make is, look, we see how confidence works in this sport. You get that one win. How much of a breakthrough, how much of a difference maker will this be? And we wondered that with Barsha last week, too. How much is him just getting this one win going to make a difference? There's potential here that it's a, a big change, just getting that over the hump one time. Yeah, it, there is. I don't, uh, I don't know if I think it's going to be, you know, this this huge change. I think there are too many good guys, you know, uh, that for him to just go on a run, I don't think is uh, necessarily going to happen. I think the biggest difference that it could make for Blake is that when he's in a situation where he maybe he's going to win, maybe he's going to have the confidence to just go ahead and seal the deal now. Because we've seen it in races in the past where it's like, yeah, he's right there but then he, he wasn't able to finish it. So if anything, I think situationally it would just help him with the confidence to, you know, maybe pick up that win when he would get second or third before. Um, we just went out for uh, our buddy Michael Byrne. Like, Baggett gives him a lot of credit. Baggett got the keys. was a super cross specialist. Burner's got the keys. Burner has the keys. <laughs> I mean, you're obviously really tight with that team, and you've known Burner for a long time, JT, but it's a pretty drastic three-year climb here for Baggett and Supercross. Yeah, I think we've seen it with Burner. I think, you know, going back to, man, how long ago was that when he helped Michael Essie, you know, and he come, Alessi comes out, wins the heat race at Anaheim, and, it, you know, that was the, the tear-filled uh, speech and all that. Uh, but I, <laughs> I think that uh, Burner just has this innate ability to – assess people's strengths and weaknesses, you know, and, and help them take it to a higher level than they're maybe capable of on their own. So no, no, no. I, it's, not, it's not Burner. I, it's not Burner. Weege, the, oh, te- okay. the team needed to work with a rider for many years, you know, kind of learn the ropes, what these divas need, what riders demand. You know, they needed to see and build with – you know, guys going to Germany in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. and they needed to, you know, do complete sort of mm-hmm. roost text, roost tech testing with motorcycles on, you know, roost sort of dur- durability. Like they the needed, that they, mean? they needed a guy who could show them everything, whole shots here and there, what what it likes, like sort of disasters on the track when you get landed on, things like that. To LCQs, re- LCQs. They, they they wanted they wanted to learn how a team needs to react when you ride every single session in a night sometimes multiple main events you know that's that's what the key was to bag it jt congratulations for all the work you've put into this team to help them adapt and learn for all the different situations over the years i can confidently say i had nothing to do with blake bag winning i mean i weege, weege, I, I disagree you're just being humble no. Yeah, the I seeds mean, were the, the seeds were you, you planted the seeds, you laid the foundation, the brickwork. Um You have to you have to walk. You have to crawl before you can walk, JT, and crawling is being on the top of the you know, on the podium for LCQs and semis. If you want me to take something away from the night where there were a few of us saying this, Burner one of them, but I, I noticed it and it was actually a, one of the main reasons I went back to the truck uh before the main event. One thing that I will say, I maybe had uh, just a little bit of insight for Blake, and I don't. It didn't make the difference, but it surely helped. And I think Burner was already on top of it anyway. But there was a line that in the heat race 
the whoop section, on, you could go down the far left side, jump that triple into the corner on the far left, use the berm to cut down early, and hit that next triple and stay out of the, the ruts that were forming that were getting really rough that Jason Anderson was using. Uh, Berner and I both saw that. We mentioned it, and uh, Blake wasn't sh- – he didn't know that Chad was going there. Uh, so we mentioned it to him, and then Blake utilized it the whole main event, and he, he was killing Jason Anderson there, cutting down, staying low, and it was just such a better line. So that was really the only thing. Like, Blake was like, what would you see? And I'm like, ah, that was the only line. Everything else, you know, the whoops, Chad was better than you, but everywhere else, you're, you're great. So no. just get a good start and do it. Nope. So. Nope. The team needed okay. to learn. Got it. We each, right? It is pretty crazy. Hey, I was talking to the other rider that rides for uh, Baggett's team, Justin Bogle, who was supposed to be on a different team this yep. year. Yep. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. He was going to show. They were going to show everyone. Yes, he was supposed to be on a team called Phoenix Racing. Didn't work out. And he didn't really want to get into it much, but he's like, "Yeah, you know, they were coming in trying to go right to the top," and he's like, "It doesn't usually work that way." And when you think about huh, the where Rockstar Husqvarna, what that team started as, and now they're Supercross champ. Or even Moto Concepts, which we're going to get to in the show, which is really starting to open some eyes. Uh, or Butler Brothers MX has now won a 450 Supercross. The model is kind of there for these teams. These rags-to-riches stories have become not like crazy, but almost like this is the way it's supposed to work. Butler Brothers MX has won a Supercross. Um, what? Okay. Uh, was Forrest not there? Forrest Butler? No, he wasn't there. Uh, okay. He had some stuff going on at home he had so, to be at home for. Yeah, so Mike Genova, not there in Daytona last year, and now Forrest, not there in Glendale. Uh, so, um, yeah, well, it, the series would be cool if Blake can keep it up and keep rolling 100%. Be rad. So, looking forward to see if he can do it. Um, remember last week I said Anderson switched to a different uh, motor setup? Switched to an older one? He went back this week. Yeah. He went back this week. So he was back to the modern, I should say modern, the, the 2018 setup, cylinder and head. So, interesting. Hmm. But, um, all right, so the pass, Anderson on Ken, Kenny Roxon, who got third. I have no problem with that. Does anyone have a problem with that? And does any, anybody find it super weird that Anderson apologized 18 times? Yeah, I don't I, know. About the I don't have a shouldn't. problem with it. Okay. I... Yeah. I could understand if Roxon did have a problem with it. I would probably have a an issue if I was Ken Roxon. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think Anderson went in there with. You know, he went in there to obviously with the line he drew in the corner. He went in there to make a serious block pass, but I don't think he had intentions of Roxon going down for sure. Uh, but yeah, when anytime you pass for the lead and the leader goes down, it's uh, there's going to be something to it. I mean, that's just that's you know, plain and simple. So, you know, we'll probably never know Kenny's true feelings on it, or maybe we will. He's, he's pretty forthcoming with that stuff. But, uh, yeah, when it's, uh, you know, Weege texted us right when it happened, is is this in a vacuum or whatever? Um, and that was, that was actually Barsha, never mind. But do you judge this purely on that move, or do you take into account all of the other moves that we've seen from Anderson over the years? I, I No, yeah, it's in a vacuum. This move, right. this one move. I, I'm not asking you. I know you're. I saw nothing wrong with this move. I don't. And I don't. Weege, what do you think? Yeah, the move was fine. I mean, yeah, that's I guess the problem. Like with Anderson, a 
there's kind of like Freezy. It's like, oh, there he goes again. But I don't really think this was a bad move at all. And also, he doesn't have any history with Roxanne. As a matter of fact, as you've pointed out many times, there are certain dudes that Anderson doesn't mess with. He doesn't mess with Tomac. He doesn't mess with Kenny. I, he never messed with Dunge. I feel like the elite of the elite, besides Marv, who no one is afraid of at all, he never goes after those guys. So I feel like this was just totally racing. Even Anderson, no matter how many times he's hit other dudes, I don't think he would ever try to take out Roxanne on purpose. Um, nor, nor Tomac. Yeah. Nor Dunge. Yep. Um, yeah. By the way, Anderson disabled all the comments on his, on his Instagram for a guy who claims, I don't pay attention to this stuff, I don't care about this stuff. That's a good man. That's a good move. I like that move. Yeah, does that, that that's thing. fine. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem, but he says he doesn't ever read this stuff or pay attention to this stuff or anything. Seems like he does. So, um, I think uh, one other thing to remember is Kenny is people's champion these days. People just love Kenny, and they're coming back from injury and all that. So you're just always going to lose in any kind of debate. Uh, uh, well, cheers I, Kenny's getting in opening ceremonies or when he makes a pass. Like The fans really love Kenny right now, so that makes it even tougher um, if you well, knock him down. And, and, for example, I talked to RJ Hampshire briefly at the race, and RJ's like, I'm getting a lot of hate, man, from my pass last week. And like, I, I, could, I got a lot, of, a lot of negative stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you took down the golden child. Like, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah bro. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying right or wrong, like, but that's, you're going to get that. <laughs> and, and Kenny's the same way, so. Yeah. yeah, Roxanne has a million followers on Instagram, so be careful. Right, right. Um, right. Uh, okay, so if there's no red flag, staggered start, does Roxanne win, Weege? Uh I don't know. I mean, obviously that made a huge, huge difference. Kind of, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a two-some second lead. Anderson was catching him at times, and then Kenny would pull it back out. So that made a huge difference, but I don't think it was a guaranteed victory, only because we've seen it as well, Glendale track before. Listen, it's technical. JT. Uh, the laps are long. The rhythms are tough. I'm not, I'm not trying to get yeah. a guarantee. I'm not trying to get a guarantee here. But, but just, you know, what do you think? We can never guarantee anything. I think he wins. I think Roxanne yeah, wins. Yeah, see, I'm not, I, I don't know how I can – I have to be able to provide an answer for that. How, I, I don't know if there's any way to know. It's just like, well, of course. a great question. How do I answer it? When you look at Anderson's – struggle with fitness at the end i think that to me that's the difference even if he's right there with roxon i didn't see i mean he was really really tired the last two laps and if roxon i didn't i don't think roxon was going to be tired so if they're battling i'll give the i'll give the nod to roxon all day yeah but anderson started the restart behind him and passed him he 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 was going faster than kenny at that point yeah, I like Roxon's chances. I think yeah. the restart changes everything. I, I I think it completely resets everybody. I mean, they were they were literally stopped for a good ten minutes. I think if the race continues on, I like I'll take Roxon. I mean, there's there's no right or wrong. You know, it's a, it's all opinion. One thing I think that's helping the Barsham Baggett type situation is these dudes have screwed up so many times. Tomac, Roxon, Marv last year. I think those guys that know they're going to win races. I don't. I don't. I think they're throwing a little caution in the wind. Like, yeah, Kenny could have won it for sure, but I don't think they're just like last week. I think Kenny was fine finishing second, and I think this week, even though he got knocked down, I think Kenny's fine. Got the red plate. Third. He's got the red plate. He's got the red plate. I, I think these guys all saw how they blew it last year by making dumb mistakes, and I think they're all like, "I'll just take what I can get. Get me through a couple rounds. Don't screw this up. If that means somebody else wins, that's fine." So I think that helps guys like Baggett and Barsha. And Kenny would have liked to have one, but I don't know if he's going to fight to the death for it. 
Uh, he's just trying to not get hurt for once. Uh, Roxon had a weird day. He's never stellar in qualifying, but he was ninth. His heat race, he just went backwards. He had to pull the whole shot from the far outside because of his gate pick. Weird, weird night. But he turned it on when it counted, you know. But uh, yeah, he didn't look good all day. So yeah, I think uh, I'll take the other side of Weege's stance as far as these guys are just being mellow. I think we're seeing the injury, time off the bike, time off training stuff show up. Tomac doesn't look the same speed wise. He has, I mean, he hasn't been the same guy not once that I've seen. Not in practice, not in qualifying, not in the main event, not any time so far. Uh, Marvin, I think that's pretty obvious. He's he's not typical Marv right now. You know, the whoops were very difficult for him, as we saw. But either way, uh, he's going backwards, which is not Marv-esque. Uh, Anderson, very tired at the end of the main event. We have not seen that ever. So those are three guys there that we've all heard injury reports on all three of them, whether they're true or, you know, rumor or not even as bad as we've heard. I think there's evidence to to show that those guys are not at the same level they were, let's say, mid-season last year. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the same. Uh, Tomac, Tomac's tire was done. I stopped by the truck and roasted. So that was a big issue. What did that have to do with the beginning of the race, though? He wasn't moving forward at all. Well, just, yeah. Just it's an issue. It was a, it was definitely an issue with the team and, and, and I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying in the heat race he wasn't you know yeah no he had to go to LCQ been, he, yeah he hasn't been the UI Tomac we've come to know at all at any point even in time qualifying or anything really I mean I haven't seen it yet. Can we talk about that guy on the track in the LCQ? Did you guys see that? No, I didn't see it. I, I only saw that photo you showed me. I, that's all I know about it. <laughs> I was at the truck. I, that's when I was actually talking to Blake about that one line. So I, I did not see it. No, you were confident that Tomac would make the main. Uh, I didn't really care, but sure. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. There was AMA guy. Something happened, and he was standing in the middle of the, of the first turn when Tomac came around in the LCQ. That's probably not good. No, very bizarre. Um, uh, yeah. So Tomac got fourth, and he was off. the pace all day as far as qualifying and he had to go to the lcq i didn't did you guys hear what happened in the heat when he was looking down his bike and why he was dead last i I never got to the bottom of that he was looking to down on the right side at something i don't know what it was rear brake pedal something on the right side i I don't know um so he was fourth um shout out to mookie stewart uh broke his femur last night already had surgery by the time we're recording this absolutely amazing uh, skills and everything. Uh, and I hate to, you know, I don't want to be negative, but you can't go that fast in the whoops, Mookie. <laughs> like, you're going to... Oh, boy. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, start with JT. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've heard a lot of reports on what may or may not have happened, but, um, you know, we'll just go with the fact that he kind of missed one, dropped the front end, and over the bars he went. Uh, which is always a risk. I mean, the faster you go, uh, if things go wrong, which they usually don't if you're going that fast, it's, you know, it's usually safer to go faster than slower. But if, if something happens, you're pretty much done. So I don't know. I mean, he was so great in the whoops all day and all night, and that's usually his MO. Uh, it's just unfortunate, man. I, I think crashing in the whoops if you're going that fast is inevitable at some point, but I just hate to see him get hurt like that because I – I truly think he added a lot to the series right now. He was so damn fast, and he is uh, 
you know, we always say Mookie Fever, but it's because he has this, you know, unique talent that he can he can change a whole night. He's just got so much speed and so you know this ability to blow past people where you're like, what just happened? You know, very much like his brother was able to do. You uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, above all else, you know, I, I hate to see him hurt and all that, but I, I think it I think it takes a lot out of the series. You know, we'll be fine, but I hate to lose him like that. You the fa- as fast as he was going, you are rolling the dice in whoops like that, and they were, weren't even spaced. You know, at the end of the whoops, there was different spacing. So, yeah. But I think normally, I think normally he's fine going like that. I, that fast? He does that so often. He does that so often, and it never bites him. You know, I, I don't think that's out of the norm for him all that much. It just, you know, unfortunately, it got him this time. I thought he was unreal in them. He is good in them, anyways. He's You're great. absolutely right. But no doubt, but, he's great in them. But, but he's I, always great in them. I'm like, it scared me a little bit because he had a close one, but two laps before that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Weege, that bummer for Mookie. Uh, really well liked in the pits. A lot of riders like him. Uh, a lot of media like him. Uh, he riding better than ever, you could argue, and uh, and this happens. Yeah, you could see the outpouring. Um, obviously, when riders get hurt, there's there's always an outpouring. But like when there's a major serious serious injury, like say Pike getting hurt in Paris, um, the outpouring really increases. I feel like for a broken femur, this is like the max level of care and love and respect from his peers that you're ever going to see a rider get, which, yeah, definitely speaks to how well-liked Mookie is. And I think all the riders at least appreciate, hey, the guy was riding better than he ever has in his life. What a yeah. bummer to go out. Because, yeah, what a wild card. Like, it really did add a lot to the series. Like JT said, like, you, you had no idea. We've never seen Malcolm be this good. So it's like, I don't know where to place him. Where does he rank? What's his ceiling? It almost reminded me a little bit of, like, when Pike started getting really good all of a sudden, like five years ago, and I'm like, I have no idea now. Is, <laughs> is he, like, could he win a race? Can he podium? Can he get top five? Like, I don't know what I'm dealing with. Uh, and that was, he was such a wild card. Like, for a while, he was better than Marvin in a heat race. I, we've never said that about as good as Malcolm, as talented as he is. I don't think we ever thought he'd be beating Malcolm Stewart or would be beating Marvin Muskan straight up, but it was in play. It was all in play. Yeah. So it just sucks that that's gone now. He was good. It was exciting. <laughs> Heat yeah. race Mookie was exciting. Oh um, my gosh, he was. I just, I, I, I cringed. I, I maybe JT didn't. I'm just like, dude, you almost had a big one. Stop going that fast in the whoops. You are rolling the dice. I hate to, to say that, but that was seriously what I'm thinking. You can't keep but that's that up. Rolls, though, I don't, I don't. I think that's just his style. Like to tell him to take less chances. I, I think the same could be said for his brother. I don't think that's in their game. Well, for better, was, I mean, but that's that's what makes them so good. At the same time, I mean, there are. It's not like if you ask Blake or Eli Tomac or Jason Anderson, like they could also just turn it up and send it in there. But I think they realize, man, I'm probably going to crash here at some point. But I think Mookie, James, uh, and there have been other guys as well over the years that are just like, nah, I got this. I'm just going to go for it and. I think that's what makes them so exciting, but at the same time, there's obviously a lot of risk there. Yeah, it was uh, it's too bad. Too bad we're going to lose them. Uh, the heat races were, were Moto Concepts shows. Brayton won. Weech, I thought you had a great tweet. You said Brayton had youth on his side at the battle with Chad Reed. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah youth on the side. Um, just, you know, stuck it out a little longer. And then the other race, like we said, Mookie was, was up there, and then Vince Freeze was, uh, was he third? I think Vince was third. Um 
At some point, uh, Motor Concepts Honda was dominating the heat races just about. So uh, that was neat to see. And the qualifying, as we touched on with, with Tomac and Roxon, Anderson was up there this week. The qualifying is all over the place right now, folks. Chad was in the mix. Hill is always in the mix. Mookie was on top of the board. Uh, the qualifying, Webb was up there for the final session. That's fun. We each to watch the qualifying. Yeah, that really shows how, how wide open it is. I'm almost thinking I need to do some studying here because I know at the beginning of the season we always say stacked field, most stacked in 30 years. Hashtag always deep field. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, hashtag deep field. But I feel like, I, I bet you we could look. I, I'd have to assume the gaps in qualifying are shorter than usual because that board is just changing so much. I mean, you also go back to Dean last week and Marshall last week, how fast they were. I mean, what are you talking, 12 guys who – maybe have been on top of the board or, or first or second mm-hmm. in two weeks. Yep. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and it, it is crazy, and it's close. And the, 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 the teams and riders that I talk to that are off a little bit in qualifying, like, they don't even care. They just point to, like, it's only point six, dude, to, to fourth overall or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these, like, they don't care. Like, it's so close. It's, it, no one's freaking out, right? So... Um, yeah, it depends, though. I do. I, I did have to go over to the Yamaha truck a couple times during the day with a magazine story I'm working on, and I talked to him about it. And, JT, you've been in these trucks, so you kind of know how it works. I think they know sometimes when you're .4 off and you're like, ah, I just didn't get a clean lap. Or I think they know sometimes if it's in the margin of error, but I, the vibe I was getting at Yamaha is that they knew that Barsha wasn't in the margin of error. They were looking for something. They were trying to figure it out. And, honestly, they didn't quite find it. Like, Barsha wasn't terrible. But he never quite got on that pace, I feel, uh, all day. No, six for Barsha. And he got into it with Dean in the tunnel after the heat race. They were grabbing each other's helmets. Apparently, Barsha headbutted Dean, is what I heard from an eyewitness down there. I didn't see anything in the heat, JT, to make this happen. Those two have a long history, of course. But was there one incident that did it that I missed? I did not see it either. Uh, but you wonder... I agree with Weege that Barcher just wasn't – he wasn't with it all day. I mean, sixth place is not terrible. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But he was nowhere near the pace in time qualifying. And you wonder if just the red plate, you know, stress and a really bad day of qualifying, uh, if just kind of one thing set him off a little bit. Because I've, I've had that happen to me. I'm sure we all have is you kind of overreact to something because you have X, Y, and Z, you know, kind of leaning on you. Uh, but I, no, I did not see what what uh, instigated that whole thing. But yeah, like you said, I mean, these guys have a very uh, testy history over the years, no doubt. Uh, at one point, Webb was moving up. Weed, you were getting excited. You were telling me to watch Webb. Uh, made a couple mistakes. Ended up tenth on the night. But um, you were you were excited about Webb at some point. Yeah, there was a textbook example of that uh, red flag restart. Because I was really pumped on, obviously, Webb's ride last week, and then he was second in practice, and I think he's one of the guys like Kenny that usually is even better in the races. So I was like, man, if he's this fast last week, second in practice this week, might get better in the races. And he did start to catch fire. I mean, it was such a tight pack between him and Tomac and Barsha and Dean, um, Freeze and Mookie. Like, those guys were going at it. And he started to get it together. I'm like, man, he's coming. And they were all so close. It's like you have two or three good laps, and you can get three or four guys, but he was not the same after the restart. Uh, he, actually, all the guys he passed ended up passing him back. So that restart thing is just obviously weird, and I guess some guys are going to deal with it better than others. Yeah. But even for him, like it's just another guy that I don't think any of these guys can hang their heads. Like They can all leave these races saying, you know, no, I, got, I feel like I'm there. 
There's tons of them that could say that right yeah. now. I talked to a lot. I talked to. I think every rider I spoke to in the 450 class, I asked them, "What was that like? It's 10 minutes. You're sitting there. Like, mm-hmm. what's that like?" And you know, these guys mostly just say, "Ah, it's weird, but it's fine. You know, it didn't affect me one way or another." I'm kind of like, well, that's got to be like your adrenaline's going. You're like, ah, and then all of a sudden you're just sitting there and you're like, maybe you have time to think. You know what I mean? You have time to look around. I don't know. It just, maybe you're not super aggro aggressive because there's no like gate drop for you. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just seemed, seemed like it would bug me a bit as a racer, you know, but I guess everyone's in the same boat. So, um, Baggett said he was scared because, um, he did the restart, and he looked behind him, and Freezy was the guy lined up behind him, and he was scared. <laughs> hey, speaking of Freeze, dude, the guy was good. Yeah. He was holding people up a little bit. Let's not – like, there was a get, like there was a gap in front of Vince that was, you know, growing a tiny bit with guys getting frustrated behind him, I felt. But for the most part, man, he was good. He was good in the heat, good in the main. He, now, he, he made a mistake late in the main and dropped some spots, uh, crashed, but – yeah, he was good, man. Um, he's legit. He's legit. He's I would le- give him. Yes, I would give him the most improved rider over the last few years, and it wouldn't even be close. No. Yeah, he was. He was very good. Uh, and whoops were good and tough, and he was fine in them. He wasn't stellar, but he more than held his own in those. Um, no, but he's legit. Like yeah. he. Okay, yeah, he's not a top five guy. We we know that, but I think the same thing happened for Weston Pike, and I don't know that Vince is there yet you know he's not i don't think he's going to get on the podium quite yet like weston was doing but he was a guy that trust me i raced this guy a lot and we had some really hard feelings at one time but we when you look at where he came from and where he has gotten to it's unbelievable you don't see that very often you don't see a middling guy with you know uh mid mid pack talent start to get up and and battle with guys that everyone would consider much better than them and that's what Weston did and that's what we see Vince doing as well uh Hill came from dead last he went off the track on the first lap rode in the concrete and then just slid out I guess when he tried to jump back on uh got 13th so that's a pretty good ride I mean right a weird race for him yeah weird race yeah. he was he was in the back he was like 14, 15, kind of riding by himself, not doing a whole lot. They get the restart, and he goes like a bat out of hell toward, towards the front. He's passing everybody, and he looks like he didn't qualifying. And then here comes the, the same thing Anderson ran into where the last few laps, he just looked like he was completely done. So I don't know. It's too early to draw you know uh, conclusions on anything, but he definitely looked like he was very tired at the end. What did you think, Weege? Yeah, it was a bummer with that practice time. He was amazing in practice. As good as Mookie was, he was even like another level. Like, it was unreal how good he was riding. And he always likes the inside gates, and he used it in the heat because he had the first pick, and he just got pinched off. Like, if he didn't get – if he had gotten his bar six inches further out, I think he could have gotten the whole shot in the heat, and I would have loved to have seen what would have happened. But then it just kind of set everything back. So the heat ended up being bad. Then the gate pick ended up all the way on the outside. That was bad. And then he still almost managed to get a good start. I think he was like fourth out of the first turn, and then he screwed up and jumped off the track. So, But unfortunately with Hill, I guess this is kind of what we're afraid is going to happen, right? He's going to have this unbelievable speed. It's going to be a track that works for him. But can he actually harness it? And he didn't. He, he, he messed up. So... It's really too bad because, uh, and same thing with Chad, man, with the heat race and Chad and being decent in practice, you really thought, man, these 
this could be a good night for JGR, but it didn't really come together. Yeah, Chad wasn't happy after the race, but said he was going to, you know, dwell on the positives, which was the heat race. Um, main event, he just said he couldn't couldn't get into a groove. and So, um, yeah, Marv, getting back to Marv, uh, definitely rusty. Not the Marv we're used to seeing. But um, still, I guess, if you got fifth, that's you'll take that, right? Um, what else? Uh, Coy Gibbs was there. We each? Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone expected to see Coy. Um, as most people probably heard by now, his brother JD passed away over the weekend. You know, he's had a long, rough fight with it. Very mysterious. I don't think they really know. Just like a neurological problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Almost like so Alzheimer's like or broke, something. Yeah. I, yeah. So the news broke like Friday night. So the last thing anyone expected, I think, was to see Coy at the race on Saturday. Uh, but he was there. I, I talked to him real quick. I know you did too, just to offer condolences. But. For a while, I'm like, hey, good for Coy. He's going to show up at a race, and they're finally going to have something go their way. Look at Hill. Look at Reed. Nope. Yep. Nope. Um, well, he was in fine form. He told Chad he does not have to do interviews with me. It's fine. He told Jimmy D, don't talk to me. He grabbed my mic in the post-race thing and said, Chad, he doesn't even do anything with these interviews. He just listens to them back by himself. No one. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything with these. So he was in fine form. So... Um, all right, uh, what else? Uh, well, Colin Gardner made the main event again, JT. He so, did. He rode, yeah. uh, he rode really well, man. Yeah. For him, it was solid. Um, you know, there are there are a few open spots right now for whoever wants to step up and get them. You know, Ryan Brees was one of those guys last week. He went to Dortmund this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, A-Ray jumped in there, which I think we should expect more often. He's got he's got a lot more speed than some of these other guys. But, uh yeah. Yeah, credit to Gardner. That's two for two, which yep. for privateer guys, that's that's a big deal. Um, Plessinger, by the way, uh, didn't have a great race. Um, got eleventh, kind of quiet, but yeah, he, he was uh, he was in that mix. There was a battle with Webb, Reed, Plessinger. Uh, man, Dean. who else was in that? But they were all just going at Dean it. Dean was in that. Dean, yep, yep. It was crazy, man. Crazy how much passing was going on. Yeah. Well, the track again. We didn't talk about it, but the track was good, man. Again, it was was it last year's level? No, but it was good. It was a good track. Um, also, uh, Sealy's had two quiet races, huh, guys? Like, how much of you two really watched Cole Sealy through the two main I events? A lot. I watched a lot. I thought he's been really solid. I I was really surprised in time qualifying. I was watching him. And I'm like, man, he is really good right now. And then his time wouldn't match up to what I was watching. So. I expected him to be well inside the top ten, more like five, six, seven in the main event. Um, I don't even know what his end result was. But when I'm watching him ride, he looks really, really good. So I think that bodes well for him. Uh, we haven't seen him get you know a, a top three start and really see what he can do. But I like what I've seen. I mean, we got to remember how serious his injury was last year. And you got to think he's still getting back into the groove. But I, I've been impressed watching him ride. I mean, he, that, guy, that guy has serious skills on a motorcycle regardless of the speed just watching him technically he's uh, he's impressive cheyenne Harmon got in the main event because uh angelo pellegrini uh who actually got fourth in the lcq uh, i guess he jumped on a red cross i didn't see it got docked two positions so Harmon in the main event loses out on the pulp mix yamaha raffle money but i guess he'll take it um all right anything else uh when it comes to 450s Glendale? So Pellegrini ends up not really actually being in the main, but also not getting any of your LCQ points? No, he got docked two positions, so he gets he gets the points, yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So he gets six. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. Wow. All right. Anything else? Four fifty wise. No. No, man. It's awesome. I mean, this is awesome, awesome, awesome right now. First time. First time since he was injured. What's that, JT? Sorry, what? Roxon with the red plate for the yeah. first time since he was injured. That's a big deal. Yeah, no, that's cool. Good, good for Kenny. Good Absolutely. for HRC too. I, I, those guys need some uh, some good things to happen to him. Uh, Dino, what about Dino? Just quiet eighth. We talked about him and Barsha getting into it after the heat race, but uh, obviously last week he led 14 laps, looked great. Um, Much kind of, quieter weekend for yep. Dino yep. than uh, than Anaheim. All right. Um. Okay, everybody. Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Also, uh, Race Tech guys. Do you know Race Tech does more than just suspension? Uh, that's right. Race Tech's engine service department provides precision engine services to many of the nation's top engine builders and riders. We have Ben Lemay. We got Jerry Robin. The Gas Monkey team, all using Race Tech. Race Tech. Com. Uh, world's fastest privateers depend on Race Tech. So please uh, use the code Pulp Nineteen when you call down there and tell them about the Pulp Mech Show, and uh, you can save. And uh, yeah, Fly Racing, Racer X podcast, uh, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Flyracing.com, everybody. Please check them out on the web. JT, the Baggett win in Fly. Um, that's cool. Two races in. You guys have a 4th Supercross main event win. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, you know, our owner and CEO, Craig Shoemaker, was there. And, uh, you know, I got to give him a high five after the race. And uh, it's cool. Everybody involved with that team, whether it's, fly racing or you know rocky mountain atv or whoever it, it's a cool feeling to win a race uh on a you know a private team like that so uh we had you know we all have very small part it's the rider and the mechanic and the team and all that but uh it's, it's cool to get a win a win's a win it's fun yeah. anywhere's fly racing and just wait till zach osborne comes back just wait you watch well that'll be exciting just to watch zach and add another you know we lost mookie but we'll get Zacho back so uh, yeah it'll be fun um and we did the oh, Savachi, by the way. Same thing. We lost, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Are we miss Savachi for a little bit here. I don't know. It depends if he passes his con- oh, I don't. concussion you think test. It'll be able, you think it'll be more than? You think it'll be more than just last night? I, I don't. I think he. I don't either. He I wasn't either. like out cold, right? So I think just it'll be just one night. Um, rough okay. start for Joey. Rough start through two rounds. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, yep. how about the team? Also, apparently, the team made him switch to Scott goggles. Did you guys hear about this? I did. Uh, <laughs> One yeah, r- somebody really was, you know, <laughs> made sure that we knew about it. <laughs> uh, last weekend in Anaheim was a bit of a mutter, and they've done this before. They did it with Will Hahn. I believe they did it with Josh Grant. The team is just like, we don't care if they're paying you $1 million. We don't want you to have issues. And, and, and as a former goggle guy that I am, I can sympathize with the Just One guys who Joey Goggles was wearing because it's, you know, it's hard sometimes to keep a you know a goggle working in conditions. All the conditions and sometimes it's not the goggles' fault. But the Cali guys are just like, yeah, no, no, not going to work. So that was well. Kinda, I think that's know. where the the credibility factor comes in because you know that that brand is still trying to establish that in the goggle world. Where if he was wearing one of the tried and true, yeah, probably just the guy. Well, things happen. Yeah, know? yeah, so yeah. It's not necessarily fair, but that's how these things go. Right, sometimes. right. Well. He's not, not wearing... judged in a vacuum. Not judged in a vacuum. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, no, no not at all. Um, yeah, so it was. It was. It's, it's, that's, that's interesting. And Joey's off to a rough start, um, but hopefully he can uh, pull it together here. And uh, yeah, all right. Um, I'm trying to think of it. I feel like there was something else too. I don't know. Brayton got seventh, I think. Yep. 
Brayton yeah, got seven. It was a lot better than Anaheim one. That was yeah. not good in the mud, but this was this was solid. Well, you knew that, right? With this kind of track and no mud and everything. Although uh, Lissamore, James Lissamore, photographer to Pulp MX, said at one point uh, it was raining. The roof was open and it was raining a little bit, and then at some point the roof was closed and it was leaking by the starting line. Really? Yeah. So there was yeah, water. It was leaking in several spots. Yeah. So I was guy. I walk. I was walking a lot on uh, Saturday night, and I got I got dripped on in multiple spots. I would say there were you know I don't even know how many, but you could see it landing on tarps. You could see it falling in, in the walkways. There was mm. quite a few. Watching the race right now. Uh, by, by the way, the stadium's not that old, so they need to get on that. It's not like it was the, the Sky Dome. Uh, watching the race right now. I think they they know it never rains there, so they yeah. don't even care. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, his helmet doesn't look like my F two helmet, JT. It's odd. Uh, yeah, just uh, probably has some different stickers or whatever. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, yep. uh, lots to uh, to get to when it comes to 250 class at the, at Glendale. Adam Cincerello, uh, Ouija showed us he's a different rider. A non-eventful day for AC as far as I could tell. Just uh, took the win, slowly pulled away from McElrath uh, early in the race, and uh, I didn't see any issues. I saw... A very calm and in control, Adam Cincerello, and he takes the win uh, first one of the year. Yeah, he needs to have those. And I know that sounds like the most obvious thing ever, that you need to have races where you just get the whole shot and lead every lap and pull away. But this is going to sound nuts, but remember Travis Pastrana's last good race, like at Unadilla, where he KO'd himself in the last lap? It was oddly like the least dramatic race he ever had. He just pulled away in first moto, was gone, pulled yeah. away in second moto, was gone, and I'm like, finally – Finally, this guy's got to figure it out, mm-hmm. and he's just going to start killing everyone every week, week after week, racking up huge wins and records and points leads and all that. Eventually, these guys, you just if you want to be a dominant guy, you get to that point where it's just like, yep, they're just going to win. And it's like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for AC to get there. Uh, and I'm like, okay, finally, we got one. Like, yeah, he just has it. There's nothing anyone's going to do about it. He was just the best guy on that night. So I think that's maybe a big breakthrough if he can actually keep that going. Um, but there was no drama, and I don't know. Like, he's won a couple races here, but I feel like this is one of the first where there was not a wheel wrong at any point. Yeah. A little bit like Nichols Ways last week, huh, JT? Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he's he been impressive. That's, I mean, he didn't win, but Nichols has been great. Better, no, no, no. I said AC, I no, I said AC's race was a little bit like Nichols last week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, AC had the perfect race. All night. Well, the perfect night, I would say. His heat race, his main event, I didn't see one mistake the whole time. I actually meant to text him today and say, like, that was crazy impressive for as much heat as you took for being so chaotic at Anaheim. I mean, that you can't draw it up any better than Adam Road, you know, on Saturday night. Do we, do we get a little worried about McElrath, Weege? Uh, yeah, I, a I'm little not bit? saying let's dust off the panic button. Right. No, no. Yeah, I'm not saying that either. He's not been as fast. Yeah. yeah um, can you really worry though? I mean, he's he's what gone three three, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, yeah, okay, it's not ideal, but it's not like he's way off. He just he's a touch off. You know, he's how many points is he out of the lead? Uh, maybe seven, something like that. Seven. Oh yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. No, no, I'm, yeah, yeah no, no, not not no panic button. Just you know. He's gotten I mean, gapped he's ahead here. Of AC, as great as AC was, he's he's ahead of he, AC in points. I would got, think, right? He got he got gapped in. He's not ahead of AC. He's two back. 
Um, he got gapped oh. in last week in Anaheim, and he got gapped this week a little bit. That's all usually yeah, championship no, I guys. I yeah. understand. I, I know exactly what you're getting at. I just don't think there's there's anything you can do other than just keep your head down and, and try to find you know a quarter second lap or whatever. I, but I mean, three three after two rounds, you're just kind of like, eh, we need to be a little better. No big deal. Um, Let's keep it moving because I really feel like the 250 classes. You can't you can't look at it like the 450 or like yeah these guys are going to be on the podium every single time. Just so much happens, you know, and it hasn't happened yet. I get it. Colt's been great. Adam even with a five one, he overcame some adversity they won. But it's just it's always chaotic. It's just always proven that out. Uh, Nichols came from fourth to second. Another good ride for Colt Nichols. Uh, good job. Keeps the red plate. Ferrandis. Well, it was a weird race oh. actually because he started better than that and then he got passed by guys and mm-hmm. then he passed them back. Um, he said that he, this is, this is the magic of AC. He's like, yeah, I started second. I wanted to run with Adam. I started rushing it and trying to do too much too soon. And it hurt me. And Adam goes, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cause for a while, I think McElrath and even Jimmy D, uh, were, were better than Nichols early in the race. And all of a sudden we're like, whoa, when did he get them back? And yeah. he yarded him. Yep. He's like, he just needed to, to chill out cause it was so slick and everything. Ferrandis had an AC Anaheim 1 in Glendale where makes a mistake yeah. early, goes down. Um, I guess Adam didn't go down. but um, Oh, he did go down, yeah, but not as early as Ferrandis. And Dylan was uh, 15th, 18th, something like that at one point. Um, and, you know, salvaged a sixth on the night, kind of a quiet sixth. Um, but that's what you got to do. You know, if you're Dylan Ferrandis, that's what you got to do. It was a pretty good crash, though. Yeah. yeah just... Anytime you crash on a straightaway – you, it usually goes it's poor goes poorly. Uh, it, it was it was like RV was describing Big James's description, except for the the f- not the front end come out of the rut, but the rear end slip. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> front front tire slide, front tire slide, rear end kick. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so uh, yeah, that was uh, AC Nichols McElrath on the podium. RJ Hampshire had a had a race, a uh, quiet race, got fourth. Jimmy D, fifth. Jimmy D was bummed on himself after the race. I spoke to him the last 10 minutes. He's like, I don't, just don't know what went on the last 10 minutes with my ride. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, you know, that was all right. So he was a little bummed on himself. But uh, so the points, 49 for Nichols, 44 for AC, 42 for McElrath, 40 for Ferrandis, and 38 for Hampshire. So, yeah, lots still to go on again in this class. Yeah, um, it almost doesn't even matter, the points. After two races, it means almost nothing. Um, it's just who rides good is what matters. The points, I get crazy when I hear people like, yes, Roxton is the red plate, that's cool. Um, but even Anderson in the 450 class, points-wise, even with the 14th, all these gaps are not even that big. So all these guys are in it. Although, Calm down, Brian, everybody. So yeah. so if Nichols goes 2-2-2-2... Two, 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 yeah. two, <laughs> Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gonna win I the title. Go, go yeah. win the race. Don't even look at the points. It doesn't even. Everybody's too close for it to even matter right now. Yeah, yeah. Even um, Chris Bloss. Anyone can win. Anyone can win. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, McAdoo has got McAdoo might. He's got to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, McAdoo has got to calm down. He's exciting to watch for all the wrong reasons. That's your guy. That's your guy. You need to tell him. <laughs> I can try. Is he, he sa- trying to ram it? Is that the problem? He, he says he's still, I talked to him as well. He said he still gets ram it in the autograph line. A lot of people. I'm like, yep, welcome to Pulp MX world. 
Um, and Jacob Hayes, I did this 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 little skit with Jacob Hayes on Monday night, where Daniel Blair was in, and Daniel says he's is not his agent, but yet he acts exactly like an agent. Um, so I pretended I was Jacob Hayes, and Daniel was an agent, and I was complaining about gloves because you both of you guys know. You know, riders behind the scenes don't want to use a particular brand of gloves, even though they like the, the pants and the jersey. And I'm not even saying in, in specific this is what happened. I was putting Daniel Blair through scenarios that a rider might say to an agent. And one of them was, well, a couple of them were about the gloves. And Hayes is like, asked Blair, like, what the hell is going on here? And Daniel's like, <laughs> well, we were talking about your gloves. Because people were like, how's your gloves, man? How's your gloves? Oh, doesn't matter what brand you're wearing. And Hayes is like, "What the hell is going on?" So now Hayes has to talk about his gloves and, and whether they're good or not. You know, my Hayes bad. Tossed, he tossed away a uh, a really good finish. He did. Saturday yeah, night. collided with uh, Lopes. Uh, Lopes was already down, I guess. And no, I'm sorry, no, Hayes. No, no, no. Hayes, yeah, Hayes case. Yeah, Hayes case took out Lopes, who was getting lapped. Um, yeah. yeah. And then he, Hayes crashed um, right away. Corner after that. Yep. Where Ferrandez did. Yep. Yeah, bad race for yeah. Jacob Hayes. I wonder how his agent feels. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Jess Pettis, tenth overall after two rounds. Why can't? Well, I don't know. Someone doesn't believe. Someone <laughs> isn't putting him on the radar of the factory teams for some reason. I don't know why. You would think he'd be rooting for the Canadians. I am. I like Jess. Good dude. You're. You just got to calm down, though. Why can't you got to calm down? Like, he looks really good. Right from the get-go, in practice, last week in Anaheim, and I was really pumped on him, and you were, you were trying to get me to chill down a little bit. Well, because you're like, what do you think, man? You think like a team could pick him up? Like, you think like a factory team could pick him up? Like, that's, what, that's exactly what you said. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, could Gas Monkey pick him up? Yes. Could Rockwell pick him up? Yes. But I, I don't, Jess is never going to do anything like that. So, I, yeah. Is, well, I saw is, someone. Is he the heart of Canada? Is it like, are Canadian fans like, this is our chance? He is our great white North Hope. Mm, probably. And you're saying not really. I just, I just don't think a factory team is going to pick him. Like, I don't think this is enough for Mitch Payton to call him. Someone was I'm just saying when Clack came down. Hold, hold, hold. What's that, Go JT? Ahead, JT? What? Go JT. Someone was tweeting on his behalf asking for gear. And you guys are thinking <laughs> he's going to be on a factory team next week? <laughs> no, what I mean is, when Dusty Clack came down... All the Canadian fans, Steve included, were like, this is our shot. If Clat can deliver, we are in. We are going to start Like Australia, like Australia, like France, everybody. Yes. yes. Yeah. Are people in Canada like, oh, my God, Pettis is racing to the U.S. This is our chance. Come on, man. Or are they like, no, we're not. No, because he's, he's not full time. He's, he's, he's doing it out of a van, you know. No, come on. I mean, Clat was the national champ, the 450 champ, and killing okay. everyone. I mean, that's not where Pettis is at right now. Yeah, back it down, I guess. Can we talk about when it was over for Clat? Can I tell that story? <laughs> I mean, you can. You've <laughs> told it a bunch, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's kind of like I actually had to. So we had Bradshaw for the Fly Racing um, pit, pit Show. We don't have a name for the show. We're such an idiot. We're so idiots. We don't have a name yeah. for the show. We just, <laughs> anyways. So we had uh, we had. Damon Bradshaw, and, and I texted Bradshaw afterwards, JT. I think I told you this week, and I just said, hey, man, I just want to know, like, I know the answers to these stories, but these stories are epic, so I just bear with us as we ask you these same questions that we, you know, that are epic. I just want you to know that, you know, we're not stupid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, 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 I get it, I get it, like, which is cool that Damon got it and all that, but same story. 
So, anyways. Yeah, yep. yeah. With Bradshaw, we're going to ask the same, tell the same awesome five stories well, 500 the, times. The, the, like, the fine, payday fine thing deserves to be told every day to somebody new. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. Right. Yeah. Like, every day someone new should hear that story. So, <laughs> okay. Um, Weech, go ahead. Tell the story. No, nah, I'm good. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Thought you were really going to do it. Um, we did, speaking of Pettis, though, we did have a Lopes Pettis battle in the LCQ. Brazil versus Canada. Two Supercross powerhouse countries going at it. That was exciting. Lopes asked me who I was cheering for. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Lopes is on your fantasy team, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Um, yeah. I, I effing hate fantasy. I'm totally back off. <laughs> totally off the wagon. Or on the wagon. Whatever, yeah, whatever no, happens. JT, I don't know. JT, he's he's a he's a wreck. He's a wreck. He can't watch the races again. <laughs> that's what happens when you when you sign up for fantasy. It's the worst oh. and greatest thing that's ever happened to you all in one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't sum it up better. It, it, I was so mad, even picking the team, before the guys stopped, <laughs> even trying to figure out who to pick. It got me so mad. And then freaking Truman told me to take Robbie Wageman, and what does Wageman do? He makes a pass for ninth in the heat with two turns to go to make the main. He scored max points, right? Yeah, 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 Wageman yeah, did. Yeah. I took, yeah, I took Howell instead. Howell ended up missing by one spot. Wageman got in by one but, spot, and that's a literally a 52-point swing right there. But but Howell was at times threatening to get in. I think he was fourth at one point. He was in fourth yes. for a long time. Right. But he got passed like with two laps to go, whereas yeah. Wageman made a pass yeah. on the last lap, and that's how quickly your entire night can swing. <laughs> JT, he's a wreck. It's awesome. It's fantastic. It's awesome. I think oh, everybody right. else was too, but you can't – I don't yeah. Have you guys ever been able to cope – by saying, well, everybody else sucked too, or when you suck, do you just feel horrible anyway? <laughs> no, I just pretend I don't care anymore, and I don't worry about fantasy until the next Saturday because I'm so okay. angry. There, okay, that's good advice. <laughs> I mean, if we were to put like our group texts for fantasy online, none of us would have jobs. Oh, I think, yeah, that's an easy one. Right, right. There's very much anger at riders. So. And Mitchell Harrison right now irrational. is... Mitchell irrational Har- anger. Yes, irrational anger. Mitchell Harrison is... Getting a lot of that right now. He had a second DNF uh, this weekend. He didn't make the ma- he didn't make the main last week. This week he made the main, and his bike blew up on the gate. And I don't know his pick trend. It was probably pretty high. That was absolutely terrible for 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 Mitchell Harrison, the team, and for his fantasy owners. So, but no one no, no when his bike wouldn't when his bike blew up on the line, they should have taken the guy they got fifth in the LCQ and rolled him back out there. That's what I feel. They should do that. <laughs> it's just that's just my vote. Yep. Um, March Banks came up from the back. The rookie had a, a ninth ninth place, uh, good ride. Moseman was good. Speaking of fantasy, I had Moseman, and he was pretty good. He had a like a rough middle of the race, and then he kind of worked his way Terrible. back up. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, he ended up he ended up tenth, but yeah. he was fourteenth for most of the race. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, Jerry Robin, <laughs> Weed, Weed, you're going to save Jerry Robin for this weekend, but Jerry Robin, that's two for two for Jerry Robin, everybody. So guys like JT, who continually make fun of Jerry and won't pick Jerry. I'm out. He's a new man. I'm out. That's okay. I, I have no problem with Jerry. Yeah, no, I, no personal I, I problem. Even know him. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even know what he. If he walked up and said, you know, hello to me, I wouldn't know that it was him. But that doesn't mean I'm ever going to pick him in fantasy. I'm out. Jerry's two for two. Yep, sure is, and that's uh, great. Good for him, man. I, I don't wish him ill will yeah. by any means. Um, I just not going to pick him. Deegan Von Losberg, good job for him. I, I, 
think that's his first main event. Devin Harriman, Harriman, who I can, can consistently get mixed up with Dylan Merriam and Josh Harriman and Josh Harriman is a road racer. And um, who's the arena cross guy, Weege? Um, yeah, he's not racing Supercross. Daniel Herline. Oh, Herline. Yeah, Daniel Herline and Dylan yeah. Merriam, and you combine them and you get Devin Harriman. Yep. I think that's his first main event, so. Uh, yeah, he passed Chris Howell, which he left to go to. <laughs> Weech. Weech hates it. And he spent $100, everybody, which is even yep. worse. Yep. Um. All right. What's going to happen next week in Triple Crown? Triple Crown. My, I'm worried about rain. My vote, what I would love rain. to see happen, like, let's keep this crazy train going. Let's see... Remember how it worked last year? Like, you know, Sealy got good starts in the first two and maybe had it in control, or Brayton won one. Like, let's get one more. One more nutty. Oh, my God, yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Oh, my God, Barsha. Oh, my God, Baggett. Let's get one more guy like that. It sucks that we're not going to have Mookie because, I mean, Mookie fever in a triple crown. I mean, oh, we might right? seriously yeah. need additional medical attention. It would have been so good. <laughs> but let's get one more guy. And a triple crown is the type of race to deliver that. Yeah. I agree. Two, three, twelve lappers. Now they changed two of the main events times. So twelve minuteers. Right. Sorry, a twelve minute. Yes, my bad. Yeah. Um, three twelve minuteers, uh, which is different uh, from um, from last year. So that'll be exciting. JT, you think the weather might be a factor? I've heard. Uh, I heard they're expecting rain in Anaheim all week. I have not personally confirmed this or looked at the weather, but I heard that, and I heard they were sending crews in early to get the track built mm-hmm. and covered. Yeah, the, uh, but I, I don't know what that means for the end of the week. Maybe it'll be better next weekend. I just heard that they've got to get the track built before the rains hit midweek. Riders, so we'll I see speak, how yeah. that plays out. Riders, I speak to are like, well, I don't think we're practicing this week. You know, yeah, like they're same, already same get, story. Right, they're already getting ready for that. So let's hope this not a mutter. Not going to hurt Baggett apparently. Uh, yeah, really, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Nate Alexander too, by the way. Baggett's longtime mechanic came off of Andrew Short and. Uh, he got let go by the team. Baggett wins a race, which you know kind of sucks or whatever. You know, I've been there as a as a former mechanic. Uh, I remember the FMF Honda guy Hilton Beatty, who was running FMF then, telling me that uh, in my post race or post season interview, he's like, "Yeah, we got this guy coming in, and we got this guy coming in for mechanics, and uh, you know, uh, we got this guy coming in." And I'm like, "So what? What? Uh, what am I going to do?" He's like, uh, "You're not going to work here." And I'm just like, okay, all right. So that's, that's I've been there. Um, but Ralph called out. You got, uh, you got eliminated by the South African import connection. I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You got like seven guys that I got to get in country and got to find a job. So that means you're out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I've been there is what I'm saying. And Nate Nate got let go. And Nate Nate's guy won the race, second race of the year, his first Supercross. And Ralph Fank said, that's Nate Alexander. I, I haven't seen that part yet, but I got a lot of tweets about it and text. That's Nate Alexander, everybody. Ralph was not informed of this, so poor Nate. No comment. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna move it on. We're on to Anaheim, everybody. Uh, okay. Yep. Anything else, boys? I think we're pretty good. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited. I did not even think about the Triple Crown until you mentioned it. I, I would have gotten there, obviously, but I'm still in the. Still in the you're in ref- Phoenix. You're Glendale in the uh, post Glendale refractory period. But I love uh, I love the Triple Crown, man. Now I'm excited. That's my favorite my favorite improvement change of Supercross in the last 
I don't know, 40 years because I don't think they've ever made a change? No, they have. 1985, they had two main events. Okay, 33 years. I was a few years off. My yep. bad. Yep. Um, I love it. I love it, too. I'm, I'm interested in the uh, 312ers. See how that goes. I did think for such an important event, the first one was seven. Was it seven last year, the very first one? I know they changed it later. No, eight, but It was eight, eight, 12, 15, I think. And no, I think at the first Anaheim, too. I think it was six minutes and a lap. The, just the first time yeah. I lengthened it for Atlanta. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was just like, you can't do that. You can't have it so yeah. important to be that short. I don't I didn't that know it was six. That sounds, Are you sure? Are you sure it was six? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it was, JT. I'm not saying it's not. I just, that's, I don't remember that. We need to verify that. That sounds really short. Uh, I'm going to verify it right now. Anaheim 2, schedule, main event. Uh, no, four eight minutes plus a lap, four fifties. Oh, sorry. It was eight ten and and uh, fifteen. So, um, but yeah. Anyways, I'm glad they're lengthening. 100. percent Great, great work. Great work for for adjusting that. And I think three twelve minutes will be will be great. It'll still be great racing. It'll still be short, you know, and all of that. It's gonna be so. hard on those guys though. That's a lot of racing. Um, okay, four fifty title winner. I went with Tomac before the season. We are two rounds in. I'm sticking with Eli Tomac. Is anybody changing their pick? Uh, no, I had Anderson. I'll stick with that. Okay. Even with the 14th. I'm all right with it. Thomas? I will stick with Tomac, but I like Roxon quite a bit. Not <laughs> not just the red plate. I just like I like his calm demeanor, the way he's been going about things. He's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, okay, Anderson knocked him down, but he's staying out of trouble, staying calm, you know, not doing anything stupid. Um, but I, I won't shy away from my Tomac pick, but I just, I like what Roxon's doing. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. So, um, it'd be cool for Kenny to, to have the, have the plate and everything. All right, boys fly racing. Uh, check them out on the web. Thanks to Al- Alpine stars and Maxis as well. Uh, Jason, Wygant, Jason Thomas. Thanks boys. All right, guys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the fly racing. Steve Mathis show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, 
I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,